Welcome to Couple of Idiots, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always, is his wife, Penny. Hello. Hello, how are you? Good. So, in between last episode and this episode, we also have watched some Marvel monster movies, because the last one was a black and white homage to it. Marvel monster movies, don't you mean universal? Universal monster movies. Already I'm screwing stuff up. Um, what have you thought about him so far? So far we watched Frankenstein, The Invisible Man, and... The Mummy. The Mummy, yes. Yeah, I was thoroughly unimpressed with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yeah, I mean, they're not, like... they. There's not as much action in them as there is in modern movies, huh? No, I mean, they were okay for what they were, I guess, um... But, yeah, you can see, you know, that episode of Supernatural where they definitely got a lot of inspiration from those movies. Yeah, definitely. I think the one so far that's impressed me the most maybe is The Invisible Man because I thought those were some pretty good special effects for the time. I was trying to figure out how they did some of that. I mean, some of it was just stuff on strings, but then there was other composite shots, and I'm like, they must have shot those at night, like, or in the dark with fluorescent paints because there's only white things then that would like interact so they must have like used black light or something to film that and then composited onto the other shots some of it i i thought it was pretty impressive for the day you know and they didn't have a single stitch of computer technology at all to help them it was you're right i thought it was pretty impressive the special effects on the invisible man too you know considering it was from the 1930s yeah, when he unwrapped his head and you could see through it. Like, I always, I figured, like, oh, he's going to unwrap his head, but it's going to be, like, a gray head on a gray background. Like, that's how I assumed that they would pull that trick off. Uh, but, no, it was, like, you could see through it. It was, like, oh, and I'm, like, wait, they don't have green screening back then. <laughs> no. They don't even have the technology of the 70s and 60s to do green screening. Right. Because those are all digital effects, and this is all in camera. So, Really impressive. I was, I, there's still some of it. I'd like to know how they did it exactly. Um, and then Frankenstein. I, I always thought it was Victor von Frankenstein. That Not was von, the doc- it's Victor Frankenstein. Was the doctor, but no, it's Harry? Frank- Henry. Henry Frankenstein. But he did have a friend named Victor, but yeah, every single Frankenstein thing I've seen, it's Victor Frankenstein. So I it, don't know. I thought his assistant's name was Igor. Nope, it's Fritz. Fritz, yep. It's like, wait, what? How is everything we know about Frankenstein wrong? Or maybe the movie got it wrong. I think if you go back to Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which started it all. uh, Well, the real book, not the movie. Well, right, the real book. Yeah. Well, you know, in the real book, they barely describe, I guess they barely describe how he made the monster, where in the movies, it's so much a part of it. Like the remakes, they really, you know, the, the whole lab thing in the, lightning bolts and all of that I, but i guess in the book it really has nothing to do with that i don't know yeah i don't and you I, know that how that whole book was wrote written. she was 17 years old her and two friends got like stuck in a house someplace some lodge somewhere on her you know cold stormy night and then they all were like let's let's play a game 
we're going to write the scariest stories possible. So they all went off and each wrote a scary story and then shared it with each other. This is how I guess people had fun back in the day when candlelights and quills. But yeah, that's how that book even came about. She was 17 years old when she wrote that, just as a lark with her friends in the backwoods. It's something to do. I'll have to look that up. I've heard a familiar story, but I will definitely have to... I'm not challenging you. I'm just saying I'm going to look it up That's find fine. out you all the facts go, you for myself. You can go on and confirm that. Uh, one, of my, uh, one of my favorite podcasts um, just got done talking about the 90s uh, monster movie revival. and they, they discussed Frankenstein as well. And uh, they also had that same story. So, Or maybe it's a, just a wild urban legend. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, but I think that's all about that. I want to keep watching those monster movies, though. We got a couple, couple more for sure I want to get to. So we'll check back in and with everyone on that as we're going through our Halloween season of episodes here. Well, we haven't seen any Wolfman, old-timey Wolfman movies yet, so we'll have to do that. Because, yeah, we've seen... Um we haven't seen Dracula either. Well, we no, did I, I, I didn't do Dracula because I've seen that a couple of times. So that I just skipped over that one. But, yeah, we got Wolfman, Dracula. I, I want to get into The Bride of Frankenstein. You know, that's a really popular one, at least. And I don't know how deep we'll get into the catalog when they all start <laughs> doing wacky crossovers, but we'll see. I, I at least wanted the basics down. Right. That sounds good. All right. So let's get to uh, Supernatural. It's uh, season four, episode six, Yellow Fever. <coughs> and during the recap, it's kind of a weird recap because it didn't really match up with anything they had to do in the episode. It covered uh, kind of Sam's backstory of having demon blood in his mouth and Dean comes to Helen back and they kind of introduced their little cast of characters. That was about it. Well, and it featured Lilith. Yeah. And Cass. Even though Cass wasn't in this episode. Yeah, it really has nothing to do with this episode. Just one little bit of there. All right, so uh, episode starts and we see Dean is running down the street. He's just hauling ass. By the way, he's in uh, good his good FBI clothes. I say good FBI clothes. They're, they look good on them, but they're just cheap suits. Uh, and he's running in hard shoes. Do you know how hard it is to run in hard shoes? Probably not as hard as it is to run in high heels. Uh, it's pro yeah, I guess yeah, it's about the same. Imagine running in high heel. Any that flat, slippery bottom, and plus it looked like it was kind of rainy. Yeah, it looked wet, dark, concrete. I mean, he'd have been sliding all over the place. It was reminiscent of before he was struck to hell when he was uh, dreaming of being um, chased by hellhounds, because you also heard like a yeah growl, well, like a large growly dog behind him. Being now a person that's watching all these episodes, that's exactly what I thought he was running from. I thought he was hauling ass from hellhounds. And uh, he like, goes around the corner of a dumpster and falls over a homeless guy's shopping cart. And he tells the homeless man, like, run, run, it's going to kill you. And uh, the homeless man looks up around the corner and a little Yorkie terrier with a pink little bow in his head comes around the corner. <laughs> just the cutest damn little dog. Yeah, it was a little cutie pie. Indeed, is terrified of it. Yep. And that's the beginning of the episode. The stinger card title card there. Mm -hmm. All right. So we see the boys are acting like FBI agents. They're inner investigating some heart attack victims right and you didn't mention because i know you weren't looking at the screen you were typing um when the scene started it says 43 hours earlier so we're going to see everything that led up to the scene of dean being chased by the yorkie yes 
So the boys are uh, they're doing their FBI gimmick, investigating some heart attack victims. I mean, were they there because there was a lot of heart attack victims or just one? Or what drew them there as a No, case? there were three seemingly healthy people that just dropped dead of heart attack. So that's oh, what okay. got their attention. Gotcha. Dean asks for an, the autopsy uh, report, but I guess there was no autopsy done yet. So they get to join the autopsy that's now in progress. <laughs> Uh, the doctor is like, hey, this is a pretty healthy heart. I can't find any blockages. I don't know if that's how they check if you had a heart attack is like to physically start feeling all. I don't think you can actually feel the little arteries and veins for blockages, but I was like, whatever. I think you look for damaged tissues. Right. You would look for damaged tissue, and then I'm sure you would dissect the heart or something to find out more about what's going yeah. on inside. So, it seemed yeah, like just a, looking at it. And then the doctor just kind of pulls on the heart a little bit, and it comes detached. It all, like, <laughs> unplugs. And he, like, it's, this is where uh, Supernatural can up their budget just a little bit or something, because it's clear that he's just, the doctor then hands Dean a rubber heart covered in red goo. Right. Uh, I mean, because all the... All the, all of the uh, ends. What is it? The arteries, the capillaries, and the arteries. All just cleanly cut. It's clearly a rubber heart. It's so silly, uh, but he's got a look on his. Like uh, Sam then has a look on his face. Like, ha ha! You're the one that gets to hang on to the heart. <laughs> um. Next, uh, well then uh, he like reaches in and then cuts something else, and then spleen juice shoots out and hits Sam in the face, and then. Dean gets to look on his face like, aha, at least I don't have spleen juice on my face. <laughs> and I think that's the end of that scene, isn't it? Right. Well, while they were looking at the body, they noticed his arms were scraped up. Oh, yes. Um, and so uh, they asked the doctor if that had anything to do with it. He goes, well, when he dropped dead, you tend to drop dead. So the doctor thought maybe it had something to do with that. He had a heart attack and yeah, fell over and fell. died. <laughs> fell down a flight of stairs yeah, something like and that. rode his arms like a sleigh. <laughs> uh, next we see uh, Sam and Dean still dressed as feds. They're in a, the police station, in, like the waiting room, just hanging out, waiting. Uh, the sheriff comes out and asks who they are, finds out that their feds waiting for him, and then like, oh, come back to my office. Like, wait, do I didn't, didn't Sam and Dean talk to that deputy at the front desk and tell him, like, hey, can we talk to the sheriff? Yes. Because why'd the sheriff come out and say, who are these guys? The sheriff, uh, yeah, he did, but because the deputy said, well, you said you didn't want to be disturbed. So I'm sure that's why he just said, oh, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. um, The sheriff then, he is a total clean freak. He makes them take their shoes off before he gets in. When he gets in, when everyone gets in there, he starts slathering on hand sanitizer like it's going out of style. Uh. Sheriff says that him and the dead guy, uh, they were they were friends since high school. Sam asks if he was scared of something and comes to find out he was. Uh, in fact, he was acting so weird and frightened lately that the sheriff sent someone over to check in on him. And then at this point, the sheriff coughs and starts slathering on more hand sanitizer. <laughs> what did I miss in there? Um, no, that was pretty much it. Yeah, they just asked if they knew if he was afraid of anything. Um he mentioned that yeah they had a couple he had a couple of his deputies go over and check on him and he says and now you know the rest he was found dead of a heart attack outside walking away the boys share notes and it seems like the victims go from normal to scared to heart attack right and it says three victims had the same red scratches on their arms the boys go over and talk to some snake guy 
<laughs> well, first, you, you, as they're leaving the um, sheriff's station, um, they go walking towards the car, and Dean sees these teenagers kind of hanging out in front of the car. He's like, uh, I don't like the look of those those teenagers over there. Let's, let's walk across the street. And Sam's looking at him like, what in the heck are you talking about? So then, yeah, then they go and talk to the snake guy who was a neighbor of the victim. All right. So they're hanging out at the snake guy's house. He's got reptiles all over the place. And he's like, oh, yeah, that guy, he was scared of witches. He watched The Wizard of Oz the other day. And he's on about the, the green lady. He's frightened of her. Um, he says that these guys, though, they dropped dead, though. They were all kind of dicks and bullies. Or this Frank guy, for sure, was a bully in high school. Yeah, and he figures he got his. Yeah, he said a victim was a bully, um, but he said something about he got better. So it seems like after they, you know, got older, and that's usually what happens. If you're a jerk in high school and you, you grow up and you become a probably a really decent person. So that's what sounds like happened with this Frank. That's the name of the victim that had the heart attack. And died. Oh, you and I have had lots of bully discussions. It seems like all of our bullies just wanted to be our friends, and they just wanted to make sure that we were tough enough to hang out with them. Because as <laughs> soon as you punch them back... Yeah, there was, I was telling Dan that when I was in school on the bus, there was this girl that was a bully. And one day I just told her off, and we became friends after that. Mm -hmm. We're still friends on Facebook. Yeah, weird how that happens. Um, but uh, then something about this guy's wife died 20 years ago. Yes, because also when they're in the, at the morgue through the autopsy, Sam Bernardine noticed that it looked like the guy's wedding band was missing because you could see a tan line. And so they were asking the neighbor if he was married, and that's when the neighbor mentioned, yeah, he was married, but his wife died about 20 years ago. All right. So then at night, uh, they're in the car. Dean's got research on this guy's ex, and she hung herself three towns over. It sounds like she was a stripper or a hooker or no, some sort of floozy. No, she wasn't. No. Well, what no, was no. she doing three towns over away from her husband? I have no idea, but no, she wasn't. Because we, we find out later what she did for a living. Okay. I think I missed that in my notes. I think you did too. Uh, <laughs> then while driving down the street, Sam notices that Dean's driving the speed limit. Dean goes, drives past the hotel, and Sam calls him out like, hey, you missed the hotel. And then he's like, hey, you know how dangerous it is to make a left-hand turn in traffic? <laughs> Forget about it. Which is funny because I had a relative that refused to make left-hand turns. Yes. And it would take very, very long times to get places. Mm -hmm. uh, and it just happens that her name was Loey, so left turn Loey is a pretty bad <laughs> Oh, we love you, Louie. Yeah. Well, you for also did not mention that at this point, Dean started kind of, his arms started scratching or started itching, so he started uh, scratching his arms. And Sam was in the victim's house, and he said it, it came out clean. There was no hex bags, no EMF, nothing like that. But they did notice, but Sam did notice in the car with Dean that the EMF would go off whenever he pointed it to Dean. Yep, and so, Dean was like, oh my god, am I haunted? I'm haunted, ah! <laughs> yeah, he freaks out. The next day, Sam is on the phone with Bobby, and he's holding a big-ass box of donuts. I'm like, how do these boys keep their shape if they're eating a box of donuts like that for breakfast? Um, 
Sam uh, goes across the street and hears loud music coming from Baby, Eye of the Tiger, leans in, and Dean's just like laying down in the front bench of the seat listening to music, waiting for Sam, I guess? Yes. Sam hands him... Sam hands him the box of donuts and tells Dean, good news, you have ghost sickness. <laughs> or maybe bad news, you have ghost sickness. Yeah, yeah, but at least Bobby knew exactly what it was. Right. And so, yeah, says uh, he has ghost sickness. So Dean's like, what, I got 48 hours to live and then I'm going to have a heart attack? And Sam's like, well, more like 24 hours. Um, yeah, Bobby knew all about it. It gets passed along person to person. And it scares people and makes them feel uh, tons of fear until there's so much fear they die. And all the victims have something in common. They're all dicks. Which means that Dean must be a dick because Sam got, didn't get it. Only Dean did. Well, it isn't that they're dicks. It's that they've in the past they've used fear as a tool. They've scared other people and or scared other things. Right. They themselves cause have caused fear. Uh Sam and Dean. Sam asks Dean what he was doing outside, uh, anyways, and it's because they got a room on the fourth floor, and he says that's just too high for him, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, what I don't know about you, but when I get a hotel room, I always ask for as high as top of top floor as possible, high Hunt up house? as possible. <laughs> yeah, as high up as you can put me without charging me more money. Uh, so Sam <laughs> Sam goes to the hotel to move the room, and D Dean decides not to eat a donut. Yeah, he just looks at it and like tosses it, which is really strange for Dean because you know he can eat just about anything anytime. Yeah, I thought he would have dug into a, a cruller or something like that, a long john. Now I'm hungry for donuts. I know, <laughs> me too. Uh, Dean is reading up on ghost sickness. I think he's yep. got a book and he starts having hallucinations. Like, the words in the book start to talk to him. Sam comes back to the hotel room and reports that Jesse Obaday? O'Brien. Okay. <laughs> My notes are very bad. Which Jesse O'Brien was cremated, so he's not the ghost. She's not the ghost. She is the wife that died 20 years ago. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I, mean, I missed some of these names here. I don't know why this episode was confusing to me. <laughs> Dean feels like his head is on the chopping block again, uh, you know, having a countdown to dying, so he isn't very happy about it. He starts gagging. He goes over to the sink, and he coughs up a wood chip. And they figure, that's a clue. So they drive off to the local lumber mill. <laughs> yeah, Sam, so we missed the biggest clue in front of us. It's you. This disease is trying to tell him something. Well, they pull up to this lumber mill, and Dean doesn't want to go inside. It's spooky. Uh, and Sam rolls his eyes. Dean also doesn't want to carry a gun. He might go off. Instead, he'll be the flashlight guy. <laughs> so the boys go inside, walking around. The EMF meter goes off again. Sam finds on the floor a bullet that says, To Frank Love Jesse? It was his wedding band. Oh. Frank's wedding band. <laughs> why did I think it was a bullet? And so they were asking, okay. well, what was Frank doing here? I wondered why he was there and uh, what his wedding band was doing there. But at least now they know that that's why he still had that tan line, because he must have been wearing it up until recently. Now you know why, my, uh, why I'm so confused. And now you know why I'm here to keep him straight. <laughs> they figure that, yes, that ring is Frank O'Brien's. What was he doing here? Sam opens up a locker. There's well, a cat. 
they hear they hear a noise, so they yeah, they're kind of sneaking. Okay. Yeah. They hear a rattling, they hear noise, and so they hear they, rattling. They sneak up to a old school timey locker thing, open it up. There's a cat inside, and Dean screams very loud and very long, very like comical, like a little girl <laughs> scream. Yeah, and then he's like, "Hey, that was scary." <laughs> that, yeah, that was scary. <laughs> All the while, Sam's just like rolling his eyes going, holy crap. <laughs> they keep walking around looking for clues. Dean finds a picture of Frank's wife on a desk. At that time, all the machinery in the mill starts up, and in the corner, there's someone standing there Blair Witch style. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, it's just facing into the corner like you're naughty. Uh, Dean runs away <laughs> instantly in fear. Sam shoots it with the shotgun, and it vanishes. And Sam comes out and has the real ID badge of the ghost because he saw it and he saw the ID badge with the picture so he knows who they're hunting now. Back at the sheriff's office, Dean is trying to track down some info with the deputy. And Sam is trying to track down info and Dean is drunk. (laughs) The sheriff buzzes and asks what the FBI guys want after they left. Then we see the sheriff in his office scrubbing his arm with steel wool and hallucinating. Yeah, they were looking into the death of Luther Garland, who was the um, the ghost that they saw, and that is also the ID badge that they found at the where at not the warehouse at the yeah. Area. We know it's Ghost Luther at this point. Boys are as at the hospital asking Luther's brother some questions. The record shows that Luther died of physical trauma. I assume at the mill, some sort of mill accident would be what the official report is. Right. But everyone uh, knows the real story. See, the problem is everyone's kind of scared of him. He was a tall, lumbering, mean-looking monster of a dude. But he was actually very kind and didn't want to hurt anything. Problem is, I think he had a he had a thing then for that Jesse girl. Right. He had a, a crush on Jesse, and that's why um, he was drawing all those pictures of her yeah very don't do that at work that's a hobby for home right and and luther's brother also said you know and jesse was always very sweet to him whereas everyone else was afraid of him because of his size even though he's pretty much what you guy i guess you'd call a gentle giant sam shows yeah a picture uh of that lady he confirmed everything said that frank killed luther everyone knows it uh, Frank drug him around by the neck until he died of fright and then just kept dragging him and now there's body pieces all over the place. But he was a good guy and the community covered it all up for him. Yeah, what you meant, he didn't just drag him, he drug him behind the his vehicle. You know, first he took a gun and smacked him over the, knocked him over the head, tied the neck around, tied the chain around his neck. Let me start that over in English. And then, yes, drug him on his vehicle, behind his vehicle, until he died. So, that's how he died, and he died very terrified. And the community covered it up. Yes. Uh, So, I guess because the cop was afraid that Luther hurt his wife because his wife, the cop's wife went missing and hung herself three towns over. No, Frank's wife, the guy that killed him, his wife was Jesse, the one... That he had a crush on. So it's jo- not the cop. It's not no. the. How are the cop and Frank related? They knew each other since high school. So they were just friends, and the cop covered up for him. Yes. Oh, okay. 
All right, well, because he was drug around, there's no way to gather up the remains to burn and salt and remove the curse. Uh, Dean freaks out. Now, now darn, Dean starts having another freak out about being ghost hunters. <laughs> Who does that? We're crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it turns into a whole thing about how they're crazy people for wanting to go off and look for things that want to kill them. Always having bad diner food, horrible hotels, just driving around together is all of it's nuts. And Dean walks off. Uh, he said, I, that's it. I've had enough. And then he even like brings up the apocalypse on it too. Right. Dean walks off and then that's when the start of the episode happens. Right. That's when we see the, the little Yorkie behind him. Yeah. So I thought we'd get more like Yorkie chasing stuff, but we don't. No. we just thought That could... ends instantly. And <laughs> then we just see that uh, Dean has made it back to the hotel room. Dean, co- uh, Sam comes in and asks where he's been. I've been looking all over for you. Uh, Dean wants to know what to do because there's only four hours left. Dean sees... Then Dean starts hallucinating and sees Sam is the yellow-eyed demon and says, like, as Sam says, this is what I'm going to become, and, like, starts scaring the, the bejesus out of Dean. But then Sam snaps him out of it. It was all just a hallucination. Yeah. The next day, Bobby shows up. By the way, it was at night, and he had four hours to go, and, like, the next day, Bobby shows up, and it looks like it's around noon. <laughs> There's a high sun. Yeah, I don't know. Did he say he only had four hours to go then? Dean said he had only four hours left. Uh, possibly, yeah. I don't know, because then it showed that Bobby shows up, and he's outside talking to Sam. I think they're outside of the abandoned mill again. Yep. Dean's still at the hotel watching TV. Now I have here two hours, so it seems like from whatever time Dean was watching the TV, someone mentioned that Dean's only got two hours left. So Okay, Sam well, it went Bobby. from dark. Well, that's fine, as long as they called it out. But they went from nighttime in the middle of the night looking for him into, like, broad daylight. In two hours, that sun shot up quick. <laughs> you never know. It could happen. Bobby has a book with him that has all the info on this ghost. I forget the name of it. Did you see what style of ghost this is? Yeah, I put as a burrow burrow. Burrow burrow. Okay. Which is a Japanese ghost. It's born of fear. It's made of fear. It's pure fear. And the only way to kill it is with fear. You got to scare it to death. (laughs) If you don't have the body, just remove the curse, I guess. Right. Um, And he does have a, a... book that's written in Japanese that describes what you could possibly do to, to break the curse. And um, <coughs> Sam's like, you speak, you read Japanese? And that's when Bobby responds to him in Japanese. Yeah, I guess Bobby knows Japanese fluently. Uh, Sam calls Dean, lets him know, hey, don't worry, we got a good plan. Hangs up the phone. Bobby says, this is a terrible plan. <laughs> but he goes along with it. I mean, he just, he just like kind of rags on Sam. But he's all into it. Inside the lumber mill, uh, we do see that Ghost Luther is there lurking about. Dean again, though, starts hearing dogs and banging on his door. The sheriff breaks in, and this is all in, like, hallucination view, so can't really tell if it's real or not at first, but the sheriff breaks in on Dean. Clearly, the sheriff is sick, too, because he looks scared out of his wits, and his arms are all scratched up. Uh, and he basically doesn't want to get brought down for a 20-year-old murder. So they fight. The sheriff has a heart attack and dies. 
Yeah, he said because he he must have been a police officer back then, and because he and Frank were friends, he didn't arrest him, and I'm assuming that helped cover up the whole murder. Yeah. Back at the lumber mill, Sam's walking around looking for Luther. Sam figures, though, that he's got to piss him off to uh, get Luther to come out this time. <laughs> so he goes over to his desk and starts ripping up Luther's papers. Uh, by the way, this all happened 20 years ago. Nobody cleaned up Luther's office. I guess not. It wasn't just his papers. It was more drawings of Jesse that he was ripping up. But, like, that was a working lumber mill. <laughs> I don't know if it was still working or not, because I wrote abandoned lumber mill. The um, machines turned on and off, and that place was not overgrown. If that lumber mill had sat still for 20 years, it would have been a, a huge wreck and not just totally operational. That's true. That's very true. It looked like it just shut down, you know, that afternoon. <laughs> I mean, that's possible. It never, it never states that's abandoned. I just assumed it was because there was never anyone there. Okay. No well, matter if they're there during the day or at night, there's no one there except for them and the ghost. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was still in use, and I thought it was weird that nobody cleaned up his office. <laughs> that <laughs> they, is weird. They just had all these. And by, yeah, you'd think they'd have cleaned that up with the uh, the body, his personal belongings, <laughs> everything else. You'd but. think his brother would have gotten them, exactly. Yeah, why didn't his brother grab his shit? That's weird. All right. You owe some answers, Kripke. <laughs> uh, so he starts ripping up his stuff, and Luther shows up behind Sam. They start fighting, of course. Uh, Dean, back at the hotel, Dean keeps rubbing his arms until they're bloody, and her old pal Lilith shows up. Lilith starts giving Dean shit, saying, Don't you remember all the fun we had in hell? Four months was like 40 years. Don't you remember every second? It was a ball. He's <laughs> like, Whoa, geez, what did Dean do down there? Oh, we'll find out. He says, yeah, now you're going to go back to hell. Well, back at the lumber mill, Ghost Luther is beating the hell out of Sam. Sam, though, uh, it goes back and forth a bit between the whole Lilith thing and the Ghost Luther thing. I wasn't going to keep notes on every time it flipped back <laughs> no, and forth. No, because it went, yeah, it went pretty fast back and forth. But Sam bests Ghost Luther, gets a chain around his neck, yells out to Bobby, punch it. Chewy. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> and Bobby, Bobby's in, uh, Bobby's in baby and takes off and uh, the chain is all tied up to the bumper or whatever. And it drags Ghost Luther down the, you know, down the back stretch and Ghost Luther dies and vanishes. So he was killed. His ghost was killed off just as he was originally killed right. off. Uh, once his ghost disappears put that the equipment turns off um they cut back to dean lilith is no longer there and dean's just fine no no not even any marks on his arms no yeah all the marks everything <laughs> is gone <coughs> did we see though if the sheriff came back to life or not no see i'm not even sure if the sheriff was really no because the, the sheriff was already dead dean wasn't dead by the time yeah he, i know the sheriff died and then dean was you know hurting there in the final moments ba -boom, ba -boom, ba -boom. um yeah he, they do this whole beating heart nonsense thing. lilith was tormenting dean um yeah i don't even know if he was there then i see he just died come on you got to bring the good old sheriff back he was a popular character actor on top of it all uh, yeah I, I recognize him i don't know what i've seen him in before but I, he is definitely i've seen him in a lot of things. all right well let's finish up this episode here Okay. After the final commercial, we see that Dean is now in the at the uh, 
back lot of this lumber mill and he sounds like he's just confirming with sam and bobby what they did because he's like used a chain and drug a go drug a dough ghost that's weird uh bobby asks dean you know how's it going you do you all right everything okay bobby takes off sam asks dean what he saw in the end and dean's like well room full of howler monkeys you know the normal stuff i can handle it so he clearly lied about it because there's some details in there he might not want to reveal then if he's hanging out with lilith in hell having right. fun times right uh credits start to roll and then some wackiness happens remember back in the scene when i said dean was laying in the car uh listening to eye of the tiger well we see the rest of this thing uh he continues to lip sync eye of the tiger and crawl does a whole dance, whole choreographed dance, slowly climbs out of the car, up onto the roof. It's a whole spiel. And then you can hear people in the background giggling while he's doing this. So clearly it wasn't filmed for the episode. It just seemed like something that one day they pulled off as a funny funny. Well, according to IMDb, Jared Padalecki was the reason for the clip at the end of the episode. Because he decided to miss his cue in that scene just to see what Jensen Eccles would do. And so that's why the camera was still rolling. And then that's what Jensen did. And they filmed it. And that's why they stuck it at the end of the episode. He missed his cue just to see what he would do. Yes. You know, because in the, um, the episode, you can hear Eye of the Tiger. You see Dean laying there. And then Sam taps on the top of, the, on top of Baby. They yeah. do their line. Well, when they first did the scene, Eye of the Tiger is playing, Sam purposely misses his cue just to see what Jensen would do. And that's when Jensen does the whole lip sync thing. And oh, he, oh, got it. I got it. So basically, Sam just wandered off and just left him in there listening to that song, drumming away by himself. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, Jared left just to see what Jensen would do. Yeah, he's song. now stuck in a car with Eye of the Tiger playing. <laughs> yeah. Is he just going to scream, where the hell are you? Where's my donuts? <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun, I guess. It was weird. It's cool that they kept filming and they tagged it onto the end mm -hmm. and didn't just like bury it on the internet somewhere. All in all, pretty good episode. For some reason, though, I remember seeing this one not too long ago. You had me watch it for some reason. Probably because I listened to it as one of my favorites. Um, just because we don't get to see Dean act afraid very often and to me it's just a funny episode the funniest was when that cat jumped out of the locker and he just screamed like <gasps> caught his brother oh that was scary you know yeah because dean's a tough guy he's yeah and then at the end i mean you can see he's all tough again when he's like when he's talking to sam like oh i can take anything I can kill anything i'm fine yeah want me to hunt we'll go hunting right now yeah, he acts like a tough guy. So, all right. I mean, yeah, pretty fun episode. I don't know. Uh, really had nothing to do with the overall story other than just he kind of helps to know that, to know the Lilith tormenting thing. But other than that, it's pretty minor. Right. That is, uh, at the time, I didn't know it, but you are right. The scene with Lilith was, is going to come back. Yeah. We're going to find out what that was all about. Yeah. I figure that's why they peppered it in there. Mm -hmm. Okay, anything else? No, that's all I can think of right now. All right, well, we're going to probably watch some more monster movies uh, tonight, so we'll report back. Uh, next episode is... 
Season 4, Episode 7, It's the Great Pumpkin, Sam Winchester. So that would have aired then right on Halloween, or really close to it then. Yes, it actually aired on October 30th, so it aired the day before Halloween in 2008. Oh, fun. Because, yeah, you know, they don't even show those Charlie Brown cartoons anymore on TV. you got to get them from Apple TV. But that's fine, because they're really slow and boring, and I don't know how anyone sat through those and stayed awake as a child. I don't know either. Yeah, you watch them and you're like, oof, duh. And you watch Rudolph, you're like, that move, that show sucked. Those reindeer are mean. <laughs> Jerks. Picking on people because they look a little different. Yeah, I think, the only, I think the only one I can stand anymore is uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas tree one. And I mean, that's, I just know that that's long, slow, and boring, but I mean, that's the beats of it that I want, right, I guess. Right, When I watch that on Christmas Eve, it just nails it. So, speaking of that, we got to get some uh, Christmas decorations going here. We need some roping. Nope. Some lights. It's nope. going to be beautiful. Nope. It's going to smell so good and be magical this season. Nope. You're making me do Supernatural every single day. You yes. said you would. Yeah. I asked you. Yeah, so you're going to have to, it's going to have to be some trade-offs here. Okay, you decorate all you want. Thank you. You will decorate. I will not. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> then you, when you walk into this room, then you got to wear a blindfold no, <laughs> and no. nose plugs. No. You don't get to see or smell the magic of pine needles. All right. Uh, reminder, everyone, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. And our website is at coupleofidgets.com. And that website, you can listen to every single episode we've had so far. You can comment on episodes. There's also our contact information for how to get a hold of us. Other than that, we stream on all the major platforms. And please, if you know anyone else that likes Supernatural, or even if you're a member of one of those needle forums where you tell other people where you see other information about Supernatural from other folks, <laughs> tell them about us, too. That'd be rad. That would be. Because I, I don't want to just blow into the, you know, the, the Supernatural Reddit chat and be like, listen to my podcast. <laughs> like, let, someone that, uh, let someone that's made a couple of comments in there <laughs> spread the good word. If you wouldn't mind. Other than that, that's all I got. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, everyone. Have a good night. Bye.